Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash John Appetit. Audible has over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash John Appetit. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash John Appetit for your free audiobook. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the John Appetit Podcast. Glad to be back here with you once again. I am Roy Burton. Alongside me, as always, my lovely wife, Chanel. How are you doing tonight, Chanel? I'm okay. You're just okay? Yeah, just okay. It's been a long time since we sat in front of the mics, about a week or so, but we are back. We are better than ever. we got a great show in store for you, a very special show. Again, we're kind of getting out of our comfort zone because, you know, by we, I mean me, are kind of hermits. And, you know, we kind of like to stay in the house and not talk to anybody. But we got another interview in the can. where We're excited to. I think people would find that hard to believe about you. It's true, though. It's true. Um, we have an interview. Sydney McAwee, the staff writer for the Infatuation Philly, uh, joined us a couple days ago for a chat. And we have that audio in segment number two of the show, our What's Good Philly segment. We had a nice chat with Sydney about her favorite restaurants in Philadelphia and her work for the Infatuation and how, you know, EatsCon is one of the greatest eating festivals in the history of mankind. <laughs> so we have a very cool interview. That's going to be the main segment of today's show. Of course, as always, we have some news, including some new restaurants to tell you about. And we have some upcoming events to tell you about. And, of course, we always wrap it up with a Sunday dinner segment. Um, but before we do any of that, we want to thank you guys out there for listening to us and supporting us here at John Appetit as we enter year five. It's four years in the can for John Appetit. Yes, this is our fourth <laughs> anniversary of sorts. Um, so coming up soon, of course, you know we're going to give our Golden John Awards out. So you definitely want to keep it locked for that. But four years has been a fun ride. And we'll hope, hopefully we'll be with you for a, a lot, lot more. We have a lot more places to tell you about because... New places pop up every day here in Philadelphia. So thank you guys for being part of the ride, whether this is your first show or your last show. We truly appreciate your support. And speaking of support, please tell your friends, tell your cousins, tell a neighbor, tell five people about the John Appetit podcast, where they can find us, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Player.fm, Google Play, and Spotify. You will be proud of me because I told people about the podcast. You did. At work. What? At work. Are you serious? Of course, I didn't have business cards, but (laughs) we had this HR thing at work. put business cards on the table next to the bed. And they're still on the table next to the bed. (sighs) We had this HR thing at work, and they said, tell people something about you that they may not know. And the thing I said is, I host this podcast with my wife called John Appetit. That's kind of how I did it. So that's the way it is. And now, you know, we have some new listeners, hopefully. So shout out to Rich. Shout out to, uh, I think Adam listened already. Shout out to Jamie. Shout out to Greg. Um, those were some of the people who said they would listen. They they kind of went in their phones and kind of found us Hello, on, on Apple. work people. Uh, but again, this raises a very interesting conundrum, as it probably did with you, because now your work people know something about you outside of work. 
Yes. Because work you and not work you is different. Yes. So now work people know about not work you. That's fine. Is that cool, though? It's I've been living with it for a while now. And that's okay. Yeah. All right. I'm still work me. Yeah, you're still work you. I'm just saying it's just different because you're letting people in. Because people are like, they'll, you know, they'll probably listen not, to the podcast. I'm not go, that different. Well, I guess I. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I am. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm funny both places, but for you, it's different. Well, I'm not really funny. No. Um, I'm, I talk more on this than I 100% do. 100% yeah. you do. I don't talk at work. Well, I talk more on this than I do at work, too. So, see, it's yeah. just different. It's yeah, like, it's yo, different. Is... So, people are going to be like, oh, they're not mutes. But... <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> I think some people at my job might think I'm mute. Um... <laughs> no, I just don't find it necessary to talk uh, if it's not pertinent to the conversation. 100%. But no, but I, I told some work people, at some point, I will endeavor to bring business cards with me when I go out. But... I just want you to know that, you know, I'm spread. I am spreading the word. I'm about the so podcast. proud of you. Mine came out kind of like uh, during Toastmasters. I did a speech and mm-hmm. I kind of told people that way. So you. Well, OK, that's fair. That's fair. Look, whatever it takes for us to spread the word, you know, because, again, like, we're probably the worst people <laughs> when it, when to it comes do to, this. To, spread, like, no, to spreading the word yeah. about our own podcast. Yeah, like, we other people, people we know no, do tell it for people. Us. About this more than we tell no, they literally do it for it's us. It's the weirdest thing. But thank you guys. Thank you guys for finding for us. Finding us however you found us. Yes. Uh, we truly appreciate your support. And please follow us on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at John Appetite. Again, we are a very, very accessible podcast. So thank you guys for listening to us. Again, thank you as well. If you found us from one of our partner podcasts, I do another show called The Broad Street Line. That's every Saturday at 10 a.m. on 106.5 FM, WPPM LP. Philadelphia. You can also listen to War Room Sports and their new podcast, Safe Space. Sincerity ain't for everybody. I have Some to listen great to stuff. that. Some great stuff on, on Safe Space. Uh, Jimmy uh, Jimmy and Dev from the War Room and Phil and Savad from Tissue and the Tape come together for Safe Space. A very cool podcast. Check them out. There are a couple episodes in. Um, i check if, that if out. You want, if you want some more entertaining stuff to listen to here on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. And as always, shout out to Tay Diggs, America, All-American Season 3. It's coming to your televisions very soon. Congrats, Tay Diggs. We truly appreciate all the support you guys, you've given us in our four years here at John Appetit. He's one of our he's, day ones. He's our day one. He's one of our day ones. All right, Philly, what is new? Wait, wait, before yeah. you start, did yeah. you check to make sure he still follows us? 100%. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, no, no. Tay, Tay don't, he's not, he don't do givebacks or takebacks. <laughs> he don't do takebacks. You don't know that. He's always down for that. Uh, what's new, Philly? I should... I'll leave this. I'll leave this for later. What? No, 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 because it's, it's a Top Chef thing, but it's for later. Okay. It's for later. What's well, new Philly? Philly. It's a new cantina-style restaurant called Bodega coming to Rittenhouse because Rittenhouse, again, doesn't have enough spaces for restaurants. <laughs> Don't hate. Yet another restaurant comes to Rittenhouse. Uh, it's a cantina-style nightclub type of deal at Bodega, 1223 Walnut Street. It's opening Friday, this Friday, January 31st. I'm always down for restaurants like this. This is a nice looking menu. Did you get a chance to look at this? I did. I saw something called pretzel fried pastrami chicken. Um, And it's served on a cheddar waffle, right? Yes. Which is not, I don't don't know if that's on the website. And it comes with shaved white truffle and a caviar add-on if you so desire. 
Yeah, like I don't understand what it is, but you do I, I want it. What is a what is a pretzel fried pastrami? I don't know. What is pastrami chicken? Forget the pretzel fried. Th- that's where I am. Yeah, I I, I mean I'm going to eat it. Is it like chicken that's wrapped like in pastrami? Pre- no, prepared like pastrami. Ooh. You know how pastrami's made? Maybe they take I the chicken but... and do the same thing with the oh. spices and the, the and then you fry it in like a pretzel crust. I get it. All right. I'm down with that. I, now, well, I'm assuming. I have no idea, but I'm very curious. They have pork croquettes as well. They have a mushroom quesadilla, um, Cuban sandwiches. Um, it's a nice looking menu. It's a good looking spot. It's different. It's very different. It's very yeah, different. I like the fact that it's different. Like, Again, they said they have a little nightclub vibe to it too. So a nice, a nice little chill spot. I saw a couple pictures. Nice little chill looking spot. It's going to be open until 2 a.m. every night. Okay. So, How long is the kitchen open? Uh, I believe it's until 12. Okay. Which is again? That's all you need. Yeah, you need a little, little bites and you know, little twelve. Because after twelve, you know, it's, it's party time. It's time to get on the oh, dance really? floor, Mister. Uh, I never ever go there. It's time to get on the what dance is floor. Nashville octopus. It's a uh, it's octopus prepared like Nashville hot oh, chicken. Oh, I need yes. that in my life. Yeah, they have Nashville octopus. So ho- octopus, like we just said. <laughs> Just like, like breaded and breaded fried, and, fried and, hot and super hot deal. sauce. Oh my gosh, yeah. I need that. That's what that is. So Bodega, if you need that in your life as well, again, 1223 Walnut Street officially opens Friday, January the 31st. A new restaurant coming to you behind the mind behind Circles and Squares is opening up later this year. We talk about Circles and Squares later on in this episode with Sydney McElwee from The Infatuation. She says they have the best pizza in Philly. There'll be two places to get this pizza because Daniel Gutter, the chef behind Circles and Squares, is opening up another pizza shop called Pizza Plus. This one is coming to 1864 South 12th Street. That's in East Passyunk sometime in March. And so Circles and Squares is currently pizza only. But this new spot, uh, Pizza Plus, is going to be those same pizzas plus other items like smash burgers and chicken tenders and more. So. It's going to be all sorts of great food. I guess kind of like a, like a uh, Emmy Square type of deal. Okay. Pizzas and burgers and chicken and all sorts of great okay. stuff. Again, that's coming to East Passyunk um, this March. Again, East Passyunk, another restaurant hub neighborhood in the city. Seriously considered having Emmy Square like brought to me at work mm-hmm. through that expensive app that delivers stuff. Oh, okay. Which, one, which expensive cart? app? Which the, one? The one. The one to fish eggs? Yes. Okay. But, but I couldn't pull the trigger because of the price. Between the delivery fees and the service charge, whatever that is, mm-hmm. and then uh, it ends up adding about like ten bucks on your bill. There's no, uh, there's no coupons. No, because I'm a. You're 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 already you're already in app. the you're already in the ecosystem. Yeah, I'm in there already. Yeah. So it's like. Eh. I don't feel bad because I can't really get delivery at work. So Yeah, I was just like, eh. I yeah. had it in the cart. I had the Colony 2 in the cart. And I was just like, eh, I can't pull the trigger. Yeah, I can't. I can't relate. I can't relate. I couldn't pull the trigger. Now, if I had done it in the evening to bring home, I would have done it. I want to know what Pizza Plus is about. That's cute. I need to know what this is about. Are they on the... Um, well, may, maybe they will be in in March when they it's open. Circles and squares. On the I don't believe shade. so. I don't believe so. Because if they are, then I will definitely order. I'll pay the ten bucks because, mm-hmm. as you guys will hear later, 
I'm te- I'm very tempted to try circles and squares. Yeah, hard to get in normally. So circles and squares. Again, if there's a way you can get it, or if there, you know somebody who knows somebody, I'm definitely going to dive into that. Fergie is bringing the goat to Rittenhouse. Fergie Carey, uh, Fergie's Pub. Uh, he's also a, another fellow member of Philly Cam. I met him one time down at the Philly Cam station. And the Fairview. He's opening up another place. And this one's called uh, The Goat. And this is at 1907 Sansom Street. This is some, <laughs> That's near me. Of course it is. Um, they, they have a, a nice collection of small plates and large plates. Um, there's some good looking stuff on this menu as well. Uh, we were talking about the hot octopus. They have a hot, a crispy honey hot chicken sandwich. I saw that. Which looks pretty but good. But I was looking at the pork belly mac and cheese. Pork belly mac and cheese. With jalapenos in it. With jalapenos. And short rib, short rib poutine and crispy cheese curds. I'm always a fan of a good There's cheese Satan curd. on the menu too, for those Satan. of you who like Satan. Satan. S-E-I-T-A-N. We know how it's pronounced. We like to call it Satan. Satan. Uh, the bar serves draft beers and ciders, as well as bottles and cans, hard seltzer wines and cocktails. So again, no matter what your preference is, the goat has you covered. This one is open again until 2 a.m. This one's open seven days a week. And I believe this kitchen closes at four uh, to uh, 12 as well. They have something called lemon thyme cheesecake with a blueberry sauce. Mm, okay. Yeah, this is open 4 p.m. to 2 a.m. So this is a dinner spot. This okay. is a dinner, dinner so late night spot. you can meet me down there. So I could. Uh, it's a little bit of a walk, but I could. Maybe I'll Uber. I'll Uber black it. Yeah, because you're like so I, I up don't there do... that you only do Uber black. I've only been in, in an Uber one time. You've been in Uber multiple times. No, yeah. just the one time in New Orleans. How do we get there? So twice. How did we, we got get with? there and then we came back? I thought that was just like a black car. That was an Uber. <sighs> oh, I didn't know. Only the best for my queen. <laughs> Roy's very stuck up. He only does only Uber the black. best for my queen. No, see, here's the thing. So we took an Uber. That was the first time I actually called an Uber myself and got into an Uber myself. Um, my good friend Chris. I got into a couple of Ubers with him, almost died. Well, actually, 50% of the time that he and I have ridden in an Uber, we almost um, died. So I am not really a fan of riding in Ubers with him. But we did one in Uber. Uh, we did one in New Orleans. It was a cool thing. Then I did another one one other time. Uber Black is great, man. They, like, put the air on, like, 62 degrees. They don't even talk to you. There's, like, water in the back, like, bottles of water that you can just take with you. It's really the American dream. You're just stuck up. I've only done it once in my life without you. It was great. You're stuck up. It really was good. Like I really want I want to find reasons to do it again, but I don't have any. Because we don't Uber anymore. No, but I really think about like sometimes when I go to Chris's house, I think about just instead of riding the subway, just take an Uber. Like an Uber that's Black. That's so stuck up. <laughs> just get your butt. But that's on just the wealth. That's just like that's like <laughs> if I was wealthy, I'd do that all the time. I'd do it all the time. Uber Blacks. Uber Blacks. for Uber Blacks for like... The XXL. That go, or that go to the there. same place the subway goes. <laughs> the XL. What is it? Uber So XL, XL is like the big SUVs. Mm-hmm. The black is like the black car. Like the black okay. town car kind okay. of thing. It's like a little Lexus action. I thought when we got in that car, I didn't realize it was Uber. That was XL. That was just XL. Okay. Yeah, that was XL. See, it was nice. You enjoyed it, didn't you? I guess. I don't know how to Uber. Uh, you open up... Your dad Ubers. I know. Your dad can Uber. If you, if I know. Then you know how to Uber. I don't. I don't. I took the app off my phone. It kept sending me messages. Well, oh, you don't have it. All right. Well, we'll talk about this off. off, okay. off mic. Top Chef Quick Fire Eatery is now open at Comcast Center. The uh, concourse of the Comcast Center. I didn't know that what they, that's what the food court's called. Uh, the concourse 
has a new Top Chef theme restaurant. I, <laughs> like, I don't know what's going. What was going. Um, this this uh, restaurant offers meals inspired by the dishes cooked up throughout the sixteen seasons of Top Chef. According to the press release, some of the options are a queso fundido burger mm-hmm. modeled after a dish from Rick Bayless from season one. Rick Bayless was in season one of Top Chef. Yeah, like he was trying to be the Top Chef. Yeah, this was this before he got big. Like I'm, I'm trying to. Figure was he trying to be, or was he just? Was he just there to, there. Just, like, to do so? Because wasn't he big? Season one was so long. He's ago. been big for a minute. No, there there are certain seasons where they have big chefs on. But season one was like big chef. I season? don't remember. It was so long ago. You know my memory's crap. I gotta look it up later. Um, but yeah, we got Rick Bayless, uh, his queso fundido burger, a fried shrimp po' boy inspired by season eleven winner Nicholas Elmi, a uh, fried Brussels sprouts from Paul Cui, I believe that's how his name is pronounced from season nine, and Antonio Lofaso of season four, and Sarah Bradley of season sixteen inspired uh, the Spanish-style rice salad with flank steak and matzo ball soup, respectively. Now, do we know, do they plan on rotating these out? Because they have, like, a 100 seasons of recipes. I believe so. I believe the plan is to kind of rotate these out. It's a slick-looking area down there in the concourse. Uh, For those of you who haven't been down there yet but have seen the concourse of old... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there was uh, like a con- not like a convenience store, but like a little store where you could get like grab and go stuff like grab and go. But ingredients like fresh fruits and even like pasta and like a sauce or whatever, you know, go sh- shopping this mini kind of mark. Mm-hmm. That's the area that they kind of took over. Oh, OK. OK. So, yes, the Top Chef Quick Fire Eatery now open. They they plan. They say they are aiming for five minute ticket times. Mm-hmm. We will tell you. Okay. <laughs> we will tell you how true that is on a future episode. Yeah, we'll or? talk about it on a future episode. Okay. Uh, full disclosure: Chanel has been. Uh, I will go again before I I talk about it. Full disclosure: Earlier this week, Padma was on Twitter and she said, "Yo, I got some time." You reply to this tweet, and I'm gonna write you back with a compliment. So I wrote Padma. This was early on after she wrote this tweet. I wrote her, and I'm like, I appreciate you doing this. By the way, uh, Philadelphia needs to season the top chef ASAP. (laughs) Didn't get a response. I wonder why. (laughs) She doesn't make that decision. I'm just saying. She doesn't decide that. You got to (laughs) stop. Who do I complain to? No one. You complain on this. Like, there are some people out there that agree with you. So I'll just leave it at that. All right. Okay. I'm just saying. Kit Kats. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kit Kats coming to your freezer soon. Well, a lot of people just put Kit Kats in the freezer anyway. However, if you want that Kit Kat ice cream flavor, it's coming very, very soon. Many Kit Kat ice cream bars reporting reportedly heading to store shelves They're any late. day now. Twix is there, Snickers is there, but, Kit Kat's late. Okay, take all the ice cream, take all the candy bars, mm-hmm. or everything in that in that candy space. Mm-hmm. Put ice cream on it, make it an ice cream bar. Mm-hmm. What's the best? Snickers. Is the Snickers ice cream bar better um, than a Kit? Probably. I've had the Snickers, I've had the Twix. You've had the, the Twix? Snickers, the Twix. It's all right. All right. Snickers is better. It's, it's the best one. Yeah, Snickers, like, that's a natural. The caramel, the That's peanuts. a natural kind of. The chocolate, yeah. vanilla ice cream. It's really good. And I'm not even a huge peanut fan, but that all comes together nicely. 
I'm interested. And the only reason why I'm wary of this is because the tick, Twix has a cookie in it. And mm-hmm. that's kind of what throws you off. So I'm wondering if the same thing will happen with the Kit Kat because yeah. they have that wafer, like how that's going to work out with the ice cream. What about those nasty um, mint, those <laughs> mint joints, the peppermint patties? The York pe- peppermint patties. What if they threw ice cream in there? Didn't Klondike do that or no? Uh, oh, well, they have mint Klondikes. Klondike the, does like a Reese's one. That's they have right. a Reese's. It's not that great. Yeah, but that's different. It's not like, well, it's, I guess it's, it's not a Reese's Pieces ice cream. Yeah. No. The Friendlies does candies, um, and they have. The is it Reese's, just candies on top, right? Yeah, but it, that Reese's Pieces one, it I, has like caramel and. I love that thing. That thing is awesome. Oh, since we're talking about that, um, I would like to again send an email out or send a voice, whatever this is, out to Ben and Jerry's because you got rid of the peanut butter core ice cream, Uh-oh. which was my favorite Uh-oh. ice cream, which my it's wife, gone. which my wife hated. I hate that ice cream. because I would chew it because there's yes. peanut butter inside of it. He um, chews ice cream. It, there's a core of a rock of peanut butter inside. You still the ice cream. chew ice cream. You chew vanilla Bassett ice cream. He chews ice cream. People who no, but, chews ice well, cream. But what I'm saying is that that was my favorite ice cream. It is no longer there. However, <laughs> however, props to Ben and Jerry for for soon releasing because I haven't seen it yet. Another a similar ice cream called Netflix and chilled is that a peanut butter ice cream peanut butter ice cream with sweet and salty pretzel swirls and fudge brown pass 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 it to me and pass me a spoon i haven't liked um peanut oh not peanut pretzels in ice cream like if i take a pretzel and dip it in ice cream it's good but like i've tried um ice creams with pretzels and i just don't doesn't um with talenti, little the, that little gelato thing what is that called what uh, you get is that talenti yeah, wait. They have pretzel in it. It's in the freezer right yeah. now. I think that's where I tried the one with didn't pretzel. Like it. I didn't care for it. Wasn't it. a fan. And I love those, but. Yeah, and I'm not a big fan of the pretzel thing, but if I don't have peanut butter core, well, what else what you got? What are you going to do? You're not going to chew ice cream. So you have to buy an ice cream that you chew. People, it's the most annoying thing you've ever heard if, in your life. Listen, there are certain flavors of ice cream that have things inside of them that require chewing. Do they, though? Yes. Okay. I don't. Just, I don't eat like smooth frozen yogurt like you do. Like I eat stuff with substance in it. Oh, whatever. Anyhow, anyhow, that is it for our first segment. Coming up, our interview with Cindy McAwee. Uh We had a chance to uh, talk to her about her role at the Infatuation Philly and plenty of other things. That's on the other side. You're listening to the John Appetit Podcast. Welcome back. Segment number two of the show. We Again, we have a very special segment for you today. We had a chance to talk to Sydney McAwee. She is a staff writer for The Infatuation Philly. The Infatuation is a website, a restaurant review website that's unlike any other restaurant review site you may be used to. It's not like Yelp, not like you know Google Reviews, not like TripAdvisor. It's a very cool, very, very slick restaurant website from the owners of Zagat, uh, Chris Dang and the folks over at Zagat are also the owners of The Infatuation. It's a very cool website. If you haven't seen it before, check it out, theinfatuation.com forward slash Philadelphia for the Philly site. And without further ado, here's our interview with Cindy McAwee from The Infatuation Philly. 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to John Appetit. A very special guest is joining us in the studio today. Not in the studio, in the kitchen, as we like to say here on John <laughs> Appetit. Sydney McElwee, the uh, Infatuation Philly staff writer, is on the phone with us right now. Sydney, how's it going? Hi, I'm pretty good. How are you guys? We're doing okay. We're good. You're doing all right. Sydney, yeah. right. <laughs> let's, let's get into your origin story right off the top. How did you link Definitely. up with the Infatuation? Um. So I was actually working in New York for a big advertising agency doing, um, I was an art director, so I was doing kind of making campaigns and stuff like that. Basically nothing having anything to do with restaurants or writing or any of that. Um, And uh, I was kind of bored (laughs) with my job. And so I started, uh, I read, well, first of all, I read The Infatuation a ton when I lived up there. Mm -hmm. Um, It was huge in New York. It's still huge in New York. And um, I was really into restaurants, so I um, applied to be basically to do part-time. They have this service up there called Textrex, where anyone can kind of text in and um, say you're, you know, wherever you're, you are in the city, you can say like, hey, I'm in East Village right now. Is there any, anywhere you'd suggest for a date night spot today or whatever? Mm-hmm. And a real person on the other end will answer you. So basically, I started out by being that real person on, okay. on the phone. Um, and I, people would text in if they were visiting Philly for the weekend and they'd be like, you know, Hey, I'm in Philly for the weekend. What do you suggest? And I would, I would type in my recommendations cause I, I grew up in Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up, they decided they wanted to, you know, ex- start expanding to Philly and they were doing Boston at the same time. And they were like, would you, you know, would you, would you ever consider moving back to Philly? And I was like, Definitely, <laughs> especially for, you know, this job. Um, so I applied and uh, I got the job and I I broke off my lease and moved back here two weeks later. <laughs> oh, wow. So, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll talk about your Philly background in a second, but that's that's a, that's very cool. Um, but I do want to ask you about the infatuation because a lot of people may not know about uh, the infatuation website. So let's just talk about that for a second. What makes the infatuation different from a quote unquote typical a restaurant review website. Right. So I think what uh, initially drew me to the infatuation and why I love it so much is um, mostly because we do a lot of situational stuff and we try to be as, as close to, you know, the normal person going to a restaurant as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, when I go in and review a restaurant, I go at least three times. I go with my family and friends and I'm kind of um, I'm kind of going in unannounced. I don't tell anyone I'm going to be there. And I try to make the, you know, we try to make the reviews as unbiased as they could possibly be. We're not talking to chefs. We're not kind of getting all into that. It's more like what experience does the average person have when they come to this restaurant? Um, And that's like one thing I think that's really great about it. And then the other thing that I loved so much uh, was we do a lot of guides that are you know, some of them are just neighborhood guides, like where to eat in Rittenhouse, stuff like that. And then mm-hmm. others are more specific, more tailored to, you know, a little more personality driven. Um, so like we have, for example, I wrote one last year that was uh, where to drink before ending up at Wawa at 2 a.m., <laughs> um, which was a fun one. And uh, where to eat while you wait for the stadium traffic to clear right. when you're leaving games. <laughs> um, so kind of just like bringing a little bit more like life to it and a little bit more levity rather than kind of the seriousness of, of a lot of, you know, the more traditional media sort of, you know, um, very like in tune with the chefs and Mm -hmm. 
profiling a chef and we don't really get into that. We're, we're much more about just kind of what would the average person, what experience would the average person have when they come here? And, you know, and also talking about it situationally, like this place is great for dates. This place is right. great for, you know, bringing the corporate card. This place is good for just casual weeknight dinner. Um, so, yeah, I think that's, that those are kind of the main the main reasons why I was originally attracted to it and what I'm hoping to bring to kind of the Philly scene as well. No, that's that's a, a great thing because we could ask those you know similar questions. It's like yeah, you know, I mean, like you said, I'm in town for a couple you know a couple days you know on a business trip. You know, where should I go and eat, and what kind of things, what kind of places would I go with my coworkers, or what kind of places would you go, right. you know, on a date night? And like, there's different there's different answers to those questions, and it's like you know sometimes Absolutely. you know people ask us these questions, and I don't know about Chanel, but I get caught off guard. You know, I like, always get caught off <laughs> guard. <laughs> You know, Absolutely. so it's like, uh, 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 but I'll go to the infatuation and say, all right, well, this is a great happy hour spot or this is a great spot, you know, just, yeah. for, you know, small bites and things like that. So so we appreciate the fact that you guys have put together those guides for uh, for the users out there like us. Um, you talked about your restaurant right. reviews, your, your ride alongs. I love those IG stories, by the way. I'm on them. Oh. All the all the time. Those are probably my favorite part of my job. No, it, it's they're amazing, and because I, I wanted to ask you, because the thing is, because you said you, you say you go to the restaurants three times, because I wanted to mm-hmm. ask when you do the ride alongs, like you guys like go down the menu and order like twenty things, and like, oh yeah, I do that by myself just because I want to eat it, but like uh-huh. I just like I'm just curious, like when people bring out that much food, you don't think anybody kind of figured out the fact that you may be a food critic or food writer. <laughs> So I, I, I get that question a lot, actually. And I feel like when I when I order a lot of food, especially when I do the ride-alongs, I mm-hmm. usually go with bigger groups of people. So it's not just like me and my boyfriend going out to dinner <laughs> ordering 15 plates of pasta or whatever. I, w- I wouldn't fault However, you for that. That's fine. <laughs> what? I wouldn't fault you for that. That's fine. Exactly. That has definitely happened. And there have been weeks, especially last year I was writing um, – a guide to the best pizza in the city. And there was a point in time where I had my entire freezer was just filled with tinfoil wrapped pizza <laughs> from everywhere in the city. Um, just because, you know, you go into a pizza place, you have to order an entire pizza and right. you can't eat it all. Um, but I do, when I, especially when I do those ride alongs, I try to get, um, you know, as many friends to come as possible or kind of like, However, it's going to make it the least weird it can possibly be. <laughs> um, obviously, you know, sometimes there's no way it's getting around that. And right. sometimes we have to order more and it looks a little weird. But I feel like generally, at least at most restaurants, servers are just happy that you're <laughs> you're ordering a lot with them. And uh, a lot of times, you know, I'll just make the comment like, oh, we're going to have dinner for a week or something. You know, mm-hmm, uh, we mm-hmm. just want to try everything. So I think, yeah, I mean, obviously there are certain situations where, Occasionally, I have to go out to eat by myself, and and I'll I'll definitely order less, but it's still obviously a lot for one person. And right. then uh, sometimes, you know, it, it feels like maybe they they know some things up, but they never really address it at least. Um, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned the the pizza thing, and we have to ask you about this because you know we love pizza. First of all, I think mm-hmm. everybody everybody loves pizza. But if you ask yep. people around here, you know, what's your favorite pizza spot? You know, you'll get Angelo's, you get. Pizzeria right. Betia or Tacanelli or, you know, everybody has their own favorite pizza choice. You, right. on the infatuation, went against the grain. Like, you kind of threw conventionalism out the window. And today, <laughs> Circles and Squares in Kensington has the best yes. pies in the city. Now, what is it that sets them apart from the rest? Oh, man. I this was, a, this was a really tough one, a really tough decision to make. And just eating all that pizza, it's, you know, it's, it, it gets hard to kind of 
pull them all apart. But I will say that no matter how many times I go to Circle and Squares, I am just absolutely in love with that pizza. I think just like the crispy cheese on the edges and mm-hmm. oh, the sauce is so good. I like I get excited talking about that. And I think like that for me was what kind of pulled it apart from the other ones, like how excited I got whenever I, you know, whenever I had friends in town and I was like, where are you guys going to go? Are you going to Circles and Squares? You got to go to Circles and Squares. <laughs> right. um, just, I, I think it's kind of like just the way I felt about it. Like I knew that it was, it was different than how I felt about all the other pizza places. Mm. And obviously there's lots of good pizza, but also like having lived in New York for five years, I was like, is there really going to be any pizza that, you know, can even like compare to, to, you know, what you eat in New York. And I felt like Circles and Squares, I would put up there with absolutely like the best pizza I've had in my life period so really um yeah i really what do you guys think well, he, well here's so here's I'm assuming a, you've had it have you so so we have not had circles and squares we haven't been there yet Ooh. we have had uh we had angelo's when they were in hanfield but i think they're a different animal now okay. they're a different monster mm-hmm. uh we love piece of Betia. we think it's the greatest thing ever uh we love I, Mo, we love mohern's <laughs> we love mohern's mohern's pizza is great mm-hmm. Ch- chanel is from new haven connecticut so okay. she has a whole pizza. Uh, yeah, I have a whole thing about pizza. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think New Haven, I Connecticut imagine. has the best pizza in the world. So when I look for pizza, I go there, I guess. <laughs> when I look for pizza, I try to compare it to New Haven pizza, uh, and it's right. very, very hard to find that here. So uh, I'm very critical when it comes to pizza, but I have to say that uh, you've made me want to go to Circles and Squares, <laughs> so I'll probably be going there That's, over the next couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, it really has blown up. I live pretty close to it, and I I have not been in like a month or, or so just because it the lines now are crazy. It's it, You'll get there at like 5 p.m. when they open, and there's a line down the block and around the corner. And Jeez. if it was my first time, I'd probably wait in it. But you know, I've right. had it a few times, and so I'm like, I'm not going to wait in that line. I'm going <laughs> to wait till it dies down a little bit. But it definitely is. It's it's worth it's worth the hype. Okay, one, right. one of those uh, one of those places that I think really uh, really is worth the hype. <laughs> All right, so all right, let's let's stop talking about pizza because I'm getting hungry. I haven't eaten yet. Okay. <laughs> I just put some fish into the frost, so I haven't eaten yet. So let's not talk about pizza. Let's talk about some other restaurants. So you wrote an article about the best new restaurants in Philadelphia. Yes. Uh, what are some of the spots that kind of stand out uh, to you on that that you had on that list? Yeah. So I guess the one that I rated highest was Bedia, and you guys just said you love it. I love it as well. I think just in terms of the types of restaurants that are in Philadelphia, I feel like Bedia really brought kind of a new vibe to like restaurants here. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, it's fun and it's, it's pretty, but it's also, I feel like has a lot of substance. The pizza is great. Obviously the tomato pie is one of my favorite things in the city. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was definitely up there. I think just in terms of, you know, the whole package restaurant, um, and then food wise, I think Kalaya was really, really one of my favorites this year as well too, um, or in 2019, I guess. Um, I just, I love, have loved everything I've ever eaten at Kalaya. And that's another one that when I talk about it, I just get excited. And when I hear <laughs> people are coming to Philly, I'm always like, go to Kalaya, bring your friends to Kalaya. Right. Um, so I think those two probably stick out the most Kafar as well, um, I, I kind of love everything, you know, that that comes out of the Zahav the Zahav team. But yeah. um, 
but uh, I thought they, they did a really great job um, with with just turning what could have really just been a bakery into like a full service breakfast, lunch, dinner, really hitting all the notes kind of. Um, so yeah, I think those are probably the ones that stick out to me most in my mind, other than circles and squares, obviously, right. um, off, off that list. But they really, I, I thought it was in general, 2019 was a huge year for, for Philly restaurants. And it's, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens in, uh, in 2020, um, whether that cadence kind of, you know, keeps up or whether mm-hmm. it's a little bit of a slower year. Um, yeah. Yeah, like you know, like you said, and like you've seen, you know, last couple of years in Philadelphia, it's, it's been a little bit of a, a renaissance when it comes to the different yeah. types of dining options that we, that we have here. Um, you know, we've been doing our podcast for um, four years now, and you, just, just in that time, we've we've seen like a lot of different types of restaurants that you would never have seen in Philadelphia um, here now. And like right. you said, hopefully we'll get to see more of that in 2020. Um, but let's talk about some of the older places. Forget about the ones that just opened up. Sure. Are, there, are there other restaurants that you like? If you just want to have a nice date, you know, Friday night, Saturday night date spot, are there other restaurants that, yes. are, that are your go-tos? I have lots. Um, well, I live in Fishtown. Um, oh, so you're good. So yeah. there, <laughs> yeah, so I basically walk out my door and there are so many restaurants. Um, so I'm, I really, I do love Murph's. Murph's is a good one um, for Italian at least. And then um, just in my neighborhood, Kensington Quarters, always go there for a burger. I also love how they do, um, on weekends they do, you can get like pictures of stuff. So sometimes mm-hmm. I'll just have my friends meet me there and we'll sit out on the back deck when it's nice out. Um, that's a good one. I think more in Center City. Uh, for standbys, I love Barbuzo. Um, that's one that you can kind of, you know, kind of go to whenever. There's always, there's always, um, there's always space. There's always reservations. Good King Tavern, South Fork. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of places in Queen Village. I feel like I spend a lot of time in Queen Village. Um, yeah. And then, let's see. What else is there? What what areas am I not covering? Um, I love Abyssinia in West Philly. Okay. Um, that was one of my favorite restaurants probably when I right when I moved back here in 2018. Like, I went to what was one of the first places I went to, and I loved it. And I've been back a bunch of times. Um, and Hardina, I will say also okay. Hardina, I could eat there every day for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love Indonesian food; it's one of my favorites, and there's so much good Indonesian food in Philly, which I'm very grateful for. All right, so a lot of those were yeah. on our list. A lot of those were not on our list. So now we have some more restaurants we have to check out for for 2020. Um, yeah. Now we now. Um, we're big. We're big fans of the Infatuation website, the Infatuation Philly. But for those of people who listen to the show, they know we might be even bigger fans of the Infatuation Infatuation Food Festival EatsCon. I know you've been oh, gosh, with them yeah. for a minute, so maybe uh-huh. you've been to. Hopefully, you've been to at least one of them. One, the one in L.A. or the one I've in NYC. Two. Oh, so have we? I've been to both the ones in New York City. I, I've been to the last two in New York City. I haven't been to the one in L.A. yet. Yeah, so yeah, we've been to both New York City ones. These are how, tell just let the people know because I don't think people believe us. <laughs> let the people know how amazing these things are. Oh man, it is it is so much fun. I've I've uh, yeah, I've been to the last to the last as a staff member and for us it's a lot of fun because we fully staff it with all of our staff members Mm -hmm. so we're running around the entire day basically we we do the setup of the festival we do the takedown of the festival we're the ones coordinating with the restaurants so it's a lot of fun in that respect and then 
just for to see everybody in the community you know we've we've i think one of the biggest things we've done as like our our company is we've created such a kind of tight-knit and awesome community that all really cares about food but are Mm -hmm. just also just great genuinely nice people and just to have everyone there and kind of coming around um with all these amazing restaurants not just from new york i think that's like also one of the things that sets it apart too is um when i've been to you know a lot of like these kind of food festivals that are uh you know like it'll be like northern liberties pickle festival or whatever (laughs) and and those things are great i love them um but i think just having um places from all over the world like places you wouldn't normally try last year we had um this really great italian place john and Vinny's from la which i had obviously never been to and um getting to try their food and getting them excited to come in and uh, we also get, you know, a bunch of speakers come in that have some connection to the food or wine um, industry. We're trying to get into wine a little bit right now as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so last year we had Dwayne Wade, which was very cool, um, and listened to him talk about his uh, his new new wine business that he's getting into. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's just it's a lot of fun. They're they're kind of performers throughout the day. There are a lot of these like we we've got a lot of brand kind of uh, like interactions that we do some like speakeasy type things. Um, it's very fun. It's just, it's, it's like a two day festival. It's, it's great. I think personally, I'm a little biased, but I think it's worth, you know, traveling to New York for this past year. We were like, should we promote it in, in, in Philly? Like would people come up from Philly to New York? And I was like, I would, I definitely would. I think we should. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's, it's been a, it's been fun and it's grown over the last, years so much and i'm excited to see what happens with it in the next you know five ten years no sydney i appreciate you saying that because it's basically going to be an annual trip for us yes we've done the past two years (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) yeah we we got on the train one year we we drove up this year like every year if we can make it out that weekend we're good we plan to make it to the eats con in new york city it's an amazing amazing event um, well, well, next we'll, year you have to come find me. Let me know that you're coming so that I can find you guys. One hundred percent. I mean, we will find <laughs> you. I mean, I'm sure I'll walk up to everybody in a blue jacket. <laughs> I'll ask if it's yeah, Sydney. Yeah, we all wear matching blue jackets <laughs> where we stand out. <laughs> and, and and since again, since you're part of the infatuation team, maybe we can get you to have an Eats Con Philly. Can we can we work on can we work on that? Oh man, you I know? am I am pushing hard for that. I mean. We are, the nice thing is we're growing pretty fast and I'm hoping, you know, probably I'm assuming before that we have a, a London team that's growing pretty quickly and uh, we'll, they'll probably get a Neatscon first maybe. I don't know. I'm, mm-hmm. I don't really know the answer to that, but, um, but I'm hoping eventually at some point we'll have a Neatscon Philly as well. And that would be, that would be very cool. That'd be amazing. But We've you got, got a lot of, we're actually trying to get some Philly restaurants to Eastcon New York this year. That's, that's the first step. And then, and then we'll work on you know getting our, our own thing down here. <laughs> All right, I'm not I'm not going to ask you to spill the beans because you're probably sworn to secrecy. <laughs> However, if if you had your uh-huh. choice of Philadelphia restaurants that you would like to see at Eats Con New York, right? Just give me like three. Okay. All right. Three circles and squares. Okay. Gonna, okay. You know, get yeah. the obvious one. Yeah. Out yeah. There. Yeah. And then I think South Philly Barbacoa would Ooh. be amazing. Okay. I just think that would also like especially because of the type of festival that EastCon is and and you know it's it's like kind of the stands and you you go up there and you get these small plates i feel like south philly barbacoa would do really well there mm-hmm. um 
and also like we had like LA tacos there last year and I would really just love to have an, like a Philly taqueria come in and just like you know kind of kill the game right, right. <laughs> uh, and then let's see what's another what's another restaurant that I would have there I mean it would be really obviously very cool to have a like Zahav or Soraya or something there mm-hmm. um, I don't I don't you know I don't know how realistic that is but I mean I think that would be very cool um, yeah I'm trying to think if there's any others now I'm thinking about all the places I should reach out to for this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, we're we're definitely working on it, and hopefully we get we get some uh, some Philly spots in the mix this year. So so no EatsCon Philly this year, but you guys do have Not events. <laughs> you guys do have events every now and then. I know you had a meetup a while back. You had you had Gritty show up at the we did at, have at the event. Um, is there anything in the works for Philly that that we should know about coming up soon? Um, not yet. We tend to plan our events only about like a couple months out. So I will definitely let you know when we have our next event, but there will definitely be a, you know, a few definitely, um, for this year, this past year, we did one with Wharton as well, uh, with Wharton food and wine club. We did like a happy hour with them, which was really fun. We did the gritty event. And then for that, we had our, you know, our big launch event at Soraya. So, um, yeah, we 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 have some we have some uh, some event ideas I will say in the works, but nothing nothing that's solidified yet. Okay, all right. Well, we'll be waiting for that uh, with bated breath. There, there's one important yeah. question, probably the most important question we have for you right uh-huh. now. So you're from here. You're from Philly. You write yes. you write for the Infatuation Philly. You mm-hmm. went to school in Nashville. I and, did. And you worked in New York for a bit. So what is the <laughs> best? What's the best food city out of the three? I think Philadelphia. I, I think that's like ha- kind of hands down Philadelphia, actually. Um, hmm. Nashville, I will say now, when I was there back in uh, 2010 to 2014, it was it was not quite as much of a food city as it is now. Um, I've been back and I just went back to my five-year reunion this year. And um, it it's gotten, I mean, the food scene there has gotten amazing since I've left. But definitely when I was there, it wasn't, it wasn't, wasn't quite as great. Um, New York is obviously is obviously huge, and there's so many great restaurants there. But I I genuinely think that the like a lot of people ask me, have I been to any bad restaurants, or you know what restaurants don't I like? And I will say that in Philadelphia, it's it's much harder to find a bad restaurant mm-hmm. than it is to find a good restaurant. I think so many of the places that are here do such a good job that it's. I'm surprised when I have a bad meal. Whereas in New York, you have some amazing meals, but it's, it's there's a lot more, you know, there's yeah. a there's a lot more variation in kind of the food you're eating. Um, so I I really think since moving back here, I mean, I think the food, especially in the last year, just the stuff that's opened up is just so impressive to me. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think that that that's almost almost too easy for me to answer which is weird no 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 it's funny you say that about you know having a hard time to find bad restaurants because you know a lot Mm -hmm. of times when we do our and we do this show and you know we're talking about a restaurant like for the just about all the time like we have either good to really good to great meals when we go out and it's like are we being too positive or you know like what's going (laughs) on like you know it's like not everything can't be good but (laughs) but you find that it is here all of a sudden, everywhere you go, it's a hit after Absolutely. hit after hit, and it's amazing. It's it's crazy. I I just um, we did with our best new restaurants um, 
guide last year, we also did, you know, best internationally best restaurants and best dishes, which was kind of a, com- um, a combination of all the different cities that infatuation's in. And it was kind of like, you know, the most restaurants you could hope for on one of those lists for like your city would be three. Mm-hmm. And Philly got three on both. And that just didn't happen for any, pretty much any other city other than, you know, New York and LA. Um, so just, just the fact that we're kind of like, I feel like, really, I feel like we're outperforming, you know, most of the other cities our size in America, which I think is incredible. And it's such a fun time to be here and to get to see all of that. Um, so it's been, it's been a very fun time to, for me to be doing this, I think. And, <laughs> and for you guys to be doing this too, I think it's, it's such a fun time to eat in Philadelphia. I'm glad you said this because, it's, and I said it was the last question. I'm sorry. I have one more question. And Chanel's going to get mad at me. <laughs> okay. But I don't care because I got to ask <laughs> I, I this question. I know what you're going to ask. I got to ask this question. Since we all know that Philadelphia oh, is a great okay. food city, are you as mad as I am that Top Chef oh. hasn't come here yet? <laughs> okay, I I get I guess, but for me, I don't really watch Top Chef. Me neither. Me <laughs> <laughs> neither. Um, I got a I got a newsletter the other day that Top Chef maybe kids is coming here or something oh. like that. I I don't I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but I mean, I think, I think for me, my, my answer to that question without really talking about Top Chef, cause I don't watch it is, is that I think that in general, more people should be coming here for the food and more people should be paying attention to what's happening here. Um, and I think we definitely have gotten more recognition in the past, you know, year or two. Mm-hmm. And the hop got, you know, best restaurant, I think or for the James Beard awards or, um, and, you know, I mean, we've gotten a lot of national recognition, but I, I just really think that a lot of times when I tell people, my friends, you know, from other cities that I'm like, you guys got to come here for food. They're like, oh, really, Philly? And I'm like, really, 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 really. It's uh, it's it's just, I just, I, I don't know. It's incredible. And I think every time I have friends leave here and they've eaten meals here, they're like, wow, you're right. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's fun to kind of watch that happen for me that kind of transformation of not seeing it as like a food destination to really seeing it as an amazing place to eat. Yeah. So for those of you out there who aren't uh, Philadelphia natives or aren't from the area and who want to visit and try to find out the best restaurants to check out in the city, the best place to do that is the infatuation at Philly website. Hey, Sydney, before you uh, sign off, can you please let everybody know how they can follow your work and uh, check you out on social media? Yes, absolutely. So we have a website. It's um, theinfatuation.com slash Philadelphia. And then we also have an app, just The Infatuation. You download it. It's got a cool map feature. You can see wherever you are. You can also filter by um, perfect tours, which are, you know, date night, whatever you want to look for. Um, And then we also have social media, which is where I do my ride-alongs every week. Um, And that is infatuation underscore Philly. Uh, so yeah, follow us, uh, watch me make a fool of myself on <laughs> my ride alongs every week and, uh, it's fun. It's, it's a good time. So yeah. Sydney McElwee, staff writer, the infatuation Philly. Sydney, this was awesome. We got to do this again. Thank you so much. Definitely. Absolutely. This has been so much fun. Thanks now. Take care. You too. And that was our interview with Sydney McElwee. Again, she's from the infatuation Philly. And Again, we like doing these interviews now because now we have 17 more places to check out on our on our list of places to eat at before 2020 ends. 
this list just kind of keeps going and going and going. I don't know. I don't even know what's number one on my list anymore. I don't know. There's so many great places you know, the, in the things city. Things get bumped all the time. Things get bumped down, bumped up. Places that you know I want to go again. again but there's too <laughs> many new spots to try, so it's like. Ugh. But then there's some. But sometimes it's easier to get in some of these other spots, like some spots you've been to before. So it's like oh, I really want to go here, but I can get here. It's there's some great, great restaurants in this city. Again, if you want to check out, if you want to find out what some of the best are. Again, go to the Infatuation Philly website. Cindy McAwee, she's a staff writer. Very cool. Hopefully we get a chance to meet up with her in the near future. And if anything comes up as far as the infatuation Philly, as far as events and things like that, we will let you know. We'll take a quick break. On the other side, we have some upcoming events to tell you about. And we have invitations to hand out for Sunday dinner. You're listening to the John Appetit podcast. Welcome back. Segment number three of the show. Upcoming events coming up next week. And I heard tickets are limited. So if you want to go to this, get in there now. Philly Cooks 2020 presented by Philadelphia Magazine is next Wednesday, February 5th from 630 to 9 p.m. at 2300 Arena in South Philadelphia. Many of Philly Mag's top 50 restaurants will be on hand. So if you follow the Philly Mag restaurant list or if you follow the restaurant scene in Philadelphia, a lot of the favorites, a lot of the fan favorites are going to be there um, for you to try out some of their amazing dishes. So new restaurants include uh, Kalaya, Stina, and Forsitha, new for this year for this event. Other restaurants or returning restaurants include Angelo's Pizzeria, Crybaby Pasta, Hungry Pigeon, Neighborhood Ramen, Rion, Royal Boucherie, and Ripplewood. And if Rion is there, hopefully, fingers crossed, they bring the carbonara pizza because that carbonara pizza is fantastic. Uh, for more information, again, check out the Philly Mag website, phillymag.com forward slash fubus for all information about the Philly Cooks 2020 event next week. It's time now for our Sunday dinner segment portion of the show. We hand out invitations to our home for Sunday dinner to people based on something that's happened over the past week. Sometimes it's something good. Other times it's something bad. It's always something noteworthy or at least noteworthy, noteworthy to us. A little bit of a break from us talking about food for the entire show. Um, you want to go first? Um, so I don't really have a, a Sunday dinner. I just want to, mine is real quick. I just want to say um, a rest in peace to Kobe and Gianna Bryant and all of the folks that were on the copter with them that went down on Sunday. Yeah, amen. Uh, yeah, our prayers with everyone's lives who were affected by that tragedy um, in Calabasas uh, th- this past Sunday. Um, my Sunday dinner is for a person uh, I do. Her name is Hope Weber. Hope Weber did probably one of the most unthinkable things you can do. Not unthinkable. Well, no, I'll say unthinkable things you can do. So Friday, a portion of the Phoenix Sky Harbor terminal was evacuated. A woman, Hope Weber, made a false terrorism report. Are you serious? Police had to get called. They had to evacuate the, the terminal. People got taken off of planes. Here's what happened. Hope Weber was going to Salt Lake City, I believe. Um, she was going to Salt Lake City. Yeah, she was going to Salt Lake City. She was on an earlier flight. Was in the lounge. Allegedly, she was in a lounge drinking whatever. Missed her flight. They said, hey, 
We're going to put you on the next flight. Um, your bag is on the first flight. We're going to put you on the next flight. So she said, no, can't do it. Not going to like, I need to be on the same plane with my bag. Like this isn't going to happen. Like you got to take my plane off the bag. Like, you got to take my, my bag off the plane. Cause she, cause she, she was supposed to be on this flight and she came late. Cause you know, the flight had already boarded. She's like, nope, I got to be on this flight. My bag's already in the hold. I need to be on this flight. And they're like, nope, this flight's already full. You missed the flight. You know, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. You just got to wait. We'll put you on the next flight. And then, you know, the bag will meet you there and you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. She's like, nope, can't do it. So she, this woman, of course, not like, didn't like to be told no. She said, oh, by the way, there's a bomb in my bag. Oh, my goodness. Because they wouldn't, A, take, the, take oh her bag goodness. off the flight or B, put her on the same flight with her bag. She said, there's a bomb in, there's a bomb in my bag. Oh my goodness! So she got taken off the plane and arrested. Of course, everyone on the plane got taken off. The TSA had to come. The cops had to come. The bomb squad had to come. They had to take everything off the plane. They had to search all the bags, find her bag. People were trying to go to Salt Lake City for Sundance. Sundance Festival was last weekend. People were trying to go there for Sundance. Didn't make it. They made it hours later because they couldn't get on that flight. That. There was a family on the flight that missed a funeral. Because of her. There were families, people on the flight that were trying to like make networking what's, connections. What's the minimum penalty for that? That's a felony, right? Right. That's a felony. Yeah, right? that's a felony. They evacuated an entire terminal. And she needs to be punished. An entire, she got arrested. She needs to be punished to the fullest extent in the law. She got arrested. This is a, this is a false terrorism it's report. A, yeah. You like, can't do that to people, especially with everything that happened these past few weeks. Like no, you cannot do that. No, no, no. Yeah. She needs to. She needs to get the maximum. Oh, no, so um, I apologize. This is a, a false. Oh, it is. A, it is a felony. False emergency reporting is a class one misdemeanor, and a false terrorism report is a class three felony. Okay. So, so whatever you get for that, she needs to get it. She needs to get it. She needs to get it. And of course, you got the story later in the week about. She's a kind-hearted and no. sweet woman. No, she's not sweet. I don't know what happened. No, fam. You no. don't do that. No. You don't do that, Hope Weber. Put she her Put her underneath the jail. You can't she do that. She needs to be punished yeah. to the fullest extent of the law. Yeah, so Hope Weber, we don't really want you over here for no. dinner. We just want the people who will prosecute you over for dinner. And we want to make sure that they prosecute you to, to the fullest extent of the law. That's it. That's all That's we got to say. That's it. That's it for this edition of John Appetit. Before we sign off, there's one more thing we like to tell you. Now, our name isn't just a catchphrase. It's our wish to you every time you grab a bite to eat. So the next time you head out to your favorite restaurant, we'd like to wish you John Appetit. resolutions are hard but the xfinity new year new gig sale is easy waking up the kids after a long winter break hard but getting gig speed internet so you can stream surf and game all at once easy committing to a trendy new year's diet hard 
But finding your favorites on Xfinity X1, the easiest all-in-one entertainment experience, just by speaking into the X1 voice remote, easy. It's the Xfinity New Year New Gig Sale, and it's simple, easy, awesome. To learn more, go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas.